0: It's easy enough to use the word class as an adjective, such as that's a first-class piece of work. But when you try to use the word class to indicate social position, rank, status, all of a sudden the ground on your feet gets slippery, slidy, and you must know whereof you speak. For there is a huge body of belief, as well as some moments in American history, that treats social class as a taboo, a forbidden word or subject. And to hear some people talk today, it's as almost as though there were no such thing in the real world as class distinctions. And if they do exist, it just doesn't do for some people to talk about it. Having said that, there's no need for me to remind you that in the real world, even in a democratic society such as ours, Distinctions and differences of wealth, power, and social status do exist and do exert a powerful leverage on social life, on economic life, and politics. There's no more accurate word to describe all of that, but as a class system. All this comes to mind when I happen to pick up, among piles of books around my house, the book White Collar by the American sociologist C. Wright Mills, first published 1953. That was in the era of post-World War II prosperity. It created an expanded middle class, especially millions of men and women with white-collar jobs. Often they were self-conscious at finding themselves identified as members of the middle class and this was in a so-called classless society. The influences of this man, C. Wright Mills, have continued. Two books by and about Mills were published in the year 2000. Other writers such as William Harley White Jr., member of, author of the Organization Man, and Sloan Wilson, who wrote The Man in the Gray Flannel Suit, they have all contributed to explore social reality in these United States. The most recent of these is Delores Hayden in a book called Building Suburbia, 1820-2000. What I did like about C. Wright-Mills' book is the way he looks at the white-collar class as a personality market. Also, he wasn't afraid to take unpopular positions against the U.S. Cold War and its policies toward Latin America. What he did not catch on to was the growing tide of American consumerism, which seems to be overpowering other forms of identity, such as class, that Americans might have chosen while crossing the American grain. This is Grady Clay.